Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey guys, it's another episode of the Believe in Padres Prospects podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. San Diego's number one sports podcast network. And it's episode 92. And as you can hear from Wade's crappy audio, he's not in studio. But welcome back, Wade. Anyway. Thank you. Great to be back. Uh, we'll have to do The Office uh, again sometime soon. If we don't Probably go into, uh, pandemic next- number two. Well, even if we do, man, we're both vaxxed, so you're coming in the studio. doesn't matter. Fine. Got the studio. We're going to use it. Um, are you watching Cowboys-Steelers? I am not. No. <laughs> Nobody should be – oh, they just uh, – the Cowboys just missed a field goal before halftime. So there's absolutely no reason anyone on earth should watch this game or be at the game. I'm shocked. I was, I was thinking about this earlier. Why are people at this game? They paid money. I I didn't even realize like training camp started. I, I didn't. So far removed from the NFL, I am like NFL just sucks. I don't that. care about it anymore. Yeah, the ESPN. I still watch ESPN because I'm a I'm an older millennial, I guess. So I'm just kind of like, the habit of watching ESPN still, and I'm not a cord cutter. So uh, the story for like the last eight months, I swear, has been Aaron Rodgers crap, and it, 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 it baffles me. Like, who gives a shit? about Aaron Rodgers that much that we need the news every day about his mindset and what he's going to be doing. Like, why is that? A, until he does something like, I don't care. He's a Packers fans anyway. care. Yeah. Packers yeah. fans. Great. No one's done their fantasy drafts yet. Um, the season, you know, isn't close to starting. So I don't, I don't get it. Uh, but I did bet on this game because there was no action today. So Steelers minus three, baby. Let's go. <laughs> I'm not betting the house, so don't worry. On today's show, uh, I mean that's a, I mean bet online. That's our our main sponsor. I need to be gambling on stuff, don't I? To help promote our sponsors. Speaking of that, if you're into sports betting, bet online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, bet just the Hall of Fame game. Just bet on that. Odds news and information for all your online sports betting needs visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your welcome 50 percent bonus on your first deposit so before the next big game or hall of fame game head on over to bet online and start playing today bet online your online sportsbook experts i'm going to be taking a good long look at that team usa uh versus france basketball gold medal game we're gonna take a look at that I don't know when is that? Right is that tomorrow? I have no idea. That's a problem. I need to look that up after the show, probably. What about uh, USA Baseball versus Japan in the finals? Uh, we'll have to see what the odds are there, too. But I don't know. I might link Japan. Local, local Francis Parker product, Nick Allen, on the squad. Yeah, didn't he hit a home run the other day? Did he? Did. I, yeah. I haven't seen uh, any stats of any games. Well, me neither. I, just, I think I saw it on Twitter or something that he hit a home run. They're on at like 3 a.m. Yeah, so I'm going to miss that. Um, did women's basketball cover against Slovenia last night? We had some action on that, too. I didn't Or is that tonight? Today. It might be tonight. And it was Serbia, not Slovenia. Anyway, um, we'll, be, we'll be sprinkling stuff later tonight using a bet online. So on today's show, 
we're going to talk about a few things. So the trades that could have been. I want to go back and look at the trades uh, a little more in depth. The things that were rumored. See if there were things that you wish had happened that didn't. I mean, the Padres didn't really do anything other than acquire a bullpen piece, which was nice, and Adam Frazier, which is nice. Um, but nothing huge. I don't think that's that, not anything. Adam Frazier is pretty huge. Okay, uh, fine. ML, but MLB leader in hits. That's pretty big. Before you jumped in there with both feet, I was going to say they're significant moves, but not what we have been accustomed to and maybe not what most people were hoping for. Is that fair? Sure, because we didn't get Scherzer. Yes. <laughs> so huge disappointment at the trade, trade deadline because the Padres didn't get the best starting pitcher again for like the third consecutive trading period. Huge How great was that? Like first batter just gives up a huge home run. I think they won that game. Settles in and strikes out 10. Yeah, they won. The Dodgers won the game. <laughs> um, also, farm system shakeup. So there's been a whole bunch of new lists released. Um, Baseball America redid theirs. MLB Pipeline did theirs. ESPN redid theirs. And by ESPN, I just mean Kylie McDaniel because he's the, the guy who runs that. And same with The Athletic and Keith Law. There were a bunch of new lists released. And I love new list releases. Releases. Um, they, I know some places update them throughout the year, which is nice too, but there's nothing like a good list release and they do it mid season and they do it, uh, in the off season. So there's, there's the two big ones and the mid season one's fun. Cause you get to see where guys have been trending and like, you can kind of see the stats for yourself, but for people that are armchair prospect watchers, stats aren't everything. So there's other things that are going on that maybe we don't know about, especially with guys that aren't part of our systems uh, that we're not watching closely. Maybe just go look at what their stats are on Baseball America and you're like, oh, this guy's having a good year, but maybe he fell 20 spots in the prospect rankings because, you know, go read his write up and they have notes on why they did this. And I like checking those out. So I want to see I'm not I'm not just going to do like list watch here, but I want to talk about some of the Padres who have kind of emerged in this prospect void that the team has had recently because of um, all the selling that the Potters have been doing with their farm system. Inevitably, new guys will arise to fill in their top 10s and top 15 and top 30 lists. And there are some guys that uh, maybe we're not as familiar with that we can talk about. Plus some of the guys who are at the top that we know very well that may not be performing well. Looking at you. Some big, big droppers. Some big risers too. Yeah. So who, who are the guys at the top? Like what's the, the update on those guys? And then who are the new guys that maybe we should be looking at more carefully or uh, checking in on in a couple of months when the, the minor league season is over. Then we're gonna finish up with the big league club. So there's, there's stuff going on. Wait, it's prospect show, but we talk about the major league roster quite a bit as we should. Melanson issues, new additions. Um, you know, there's Myers issues. Now there's Grisham issues. There's Tatis issues. Where are we at with this version of the Padres? Where do we stand right now? Um, third place in the West. First in, you know, that second wild card spot by a, a decent margin, but the Reds are getting healthier. I think Nick Castellanos just came back today. Um, are the Reds a real threat? With you know? a deep drive to left. And there'll be a deep drive to left field, and it's we uh, four nothing Reds. You did the, the, the ad read prematurely, so we'll just move on then. I never heard of half of these guys, and the ones I do know are way past the prime. Most of these guys never had a prime. This guy here is dead. 
first things first, Wade, the trade deadline. So I wanted to talk about the trade deadline first. Um, I was thinking about this today, and I don't know why. I might have seen something on Twitter, too, while I was scrolling. But the Chris Archer trade, which was from 2018, the Pittsburgh Pirates traded Chris Archer to the Tampa Bay Rays for Austin Meadows, prospect at the time, Tyler Glass now, prospect at the time, and Shane Baz, who was a player to be named later. I think he was the number one pick by the Pirates in that draft in 2018. Off the top of my head. If, if he wasn't, he was very close to it. Um, that's a haul. That, yeah, that's that sets your franchise back. I I threw out in our little Padres group chat earlier that that could set them back 10 years. That might be an exaggeration, but it's at least five years setting you back. Austin Meadows is an all-star. Tyler Glasnow is an all-star slash Cy Young candidate. I think he's having Tommy John right now, though. But that, you know, Pitchers having Tommy John, like that's not going to blow the roof off. Anything. Like he's an outstanding pitcher. Tommy John sucks, but you know, you can come back from it. And then Shane Baz, who's in Japan right now on Team USA. He's a top 15-ish prospect in baseball starting pitcher. Um, he looks like a stud. So he's he's in that conversation for top two or three, like in the top two or three starting pitching prospects in baseball right now. If I'm I'm just really happy that the Padres have reeled in a little bit on the trades and that they're not just dumping every prospect in the system to improve slightly in some areas. Like, so the trades that were, were floated around Joey Gallo, Anthony Rizzo, Max Scherzer, um, Jose Barrios. Um, there were other names out there. Uh, who did you want specifically? Who were the, who was the guy that you really wanted to have? Like if there was one trade that was going to happen, for you, what did you want to happen? Scherzer, so that we had someone for the wild card game. Okay. Scherzer, I don't I don't know if Turner had to be attached. Um, it seems like the team that's trading Scherzer would prefer if I was that team, I would prefer to trade them separately to maximize their value, unless you know, you felt there was pressure to get the deals done now and just really kick off this rebuild. And you, you liked what the Dodgers were uh, offering in their deal. Although I don't think I was super, I wasn't super impressed by what the Dodgers gave up in that deal. Josiah Gray, nice pitching prospect. Um, and then Keeper Ruiz. Okay. Nice catching prospect. That was, that was it really. And they're going to, you know, supposedly eat a bunch of money. Um, those guys are expensive, so that's one reason that the Dodgers are able to do this deal. They can just they can absorb those two guys, try to re-sign, um, you know, Turner when the time comes. They don't have to worry about that kind of stuff, and then they they you know, get to save a bunch of prospects by by doing that. But I don't want AJ Preller to be the kind of GM that just sacrificial lamb all the prospects all the time to get a guy like Joey Gallo, who's an upgrade in an outfield position, but is he a huge upgrade at the out at an outfield position? Like, yeah, he can play gold glove caliber defense. Um, I don't think anyone thinks of him as a gold glove guy first. He's a power hitting low average high on base guy who at the time of the trade deadline was having a career year. He's cooled off a little bit. I, d I don't like trading for those guys. I don't like buying at the top of their value. Does that make sense to you? It does. And I, you know, don't think that this is the year. I think next year is the year. Um, 
unfortunately yeah, we're gonna... for you, I think I think they will make a move next year that you probably won't like, but will benefit the team. It felt like a desperation year. type move. Uh, and you should never be <clears> trading <throat> when you're in a position like that. It screamed 90s Yankees or what or 2021 Yankees, what they were trying to do, which was we're we're clinging on to the edge here of the playoffs. Um, let's overpay and go get a guy that might not be here even long term and is not even really a, not even like a star player. Okay, Scherzer is one thing, Turner's another thing, but Gallo, very good player. And Rizzo, not even a really like I don't know what the Cubs were asking, but if they were asking for anything that involved one of the Pottery's top four prospects, like no, I'm hanging up the phone. No. Yeah, agreed. So like apparently Hassel, I was talking to Chris Welsh about this last week and he was on, he had the same position where if Hassel's involved in any of these talks, no thanks. Uh, GTFO. Yeah, there, there's a fine line between prospect hugging and, you know, just trading all your prospects all the time. Well, prospects, you have to think of as currency. And I think we've had this conversation before. If you just blow all your currency on a couple flashy moves at the trade deadline when you're in third place in your division... What do you have to do? Where's your wiggle room in the offseason to make another trade? You don't have one. So CJ Abrams, who's hurt right now, uh, Luis Campusano, Robert Hassel, Mackenzie Gore. That's your your top four. Gore has been sliding, and we thought they might, you know, be looking to trade Mackenzie Gore. I don't know what the market was like for Mackenzie Gore, but if there was a market, I don't think we'd have Mackenzie Gore right now. I'm guessing there wasn't much of a market. Hot take. I mean, they didn't trade him. So um, he used to be the guy that was untouchable. And and I haven't heard anything about that recently. So Yeah, now Abrams is that guy. Abrams is that dude. And it's Hassel now, too. Hassel's having a a great start to his career, his first year of pro ball. He missed a year of development, but was at the alternate train site. The power's not really there yet. He's he's playing in low A. And, you know, that's where he should be. He's, He's hitting very well. It's what we expected. He's running a ton, which I don't expect to continue, but it's nice that he has it. And the power's not there yet. That's kind of all we expected from him. And it's rare that you get a guy, well, I don't know if it's rare, but a guy in his first year to do exactly what you expected as a top pick, to just cruise into your expectations, doing everything right. And he he sounds like a really exciting player that I don't have any interest in, in moving along. He could be, I mean, high school guys and younger guys, are coming up through the minors quicker now. This is not a guy that I expect to see in four years. I could see this guy in two years. Same with CJ Abrams. That soon, really. I see Abrams in two years for sure, 100%. I don't know. Well, Abrams has, has has had even less development time because he played less than half the year this year because of an injury. But we've seen guys get called up early who have had limited experience that do well. When you're ready, you're ready. Acuna, Tatis, Soto... When you're ready, you're ready. And I like when teams aren't afraid to promote a guy when they know. And if, if, if that happens to be Abrams, if that happens to be Hassel, great. And if it's not, you know, yeah. maybe they go a little more traditional developmental route, that's fine too. But I think the ceiling is so high with those guys. I'm not going to trade. Um, can you look up the, for, the contract for the, just the contract for Joey Gallo, how much he's under control for? Joey Gallo, like spot track. I use spot track for for contracts. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to trade one of those like potential long-term pieces that we're going to have 
It's only it's a through the end of the year for six million, six point two million. Get okay. Get the fuck out of here then. Like you're not getting hassle for that. Even if you're eating Hosmer back, Hosmer's not killing me. Hosmer had a tr- had a great July. Um, are we back to being the pro Hosmer podcast or are we are we done with that? He had a great July. <laughs> he did have a great July. You know, he's great in the clubhouse. I'm back. Except, the, okay, except keep <laughs> tell tell uh, Dickerson at third base. We're gonna hold him up on everything now. I, I we're not sending Hosmer if the play is close, unless he's already you know, it, unless it's a gapper. I'm not sending him home. Dickerson we, we agreed on that. Dickerson is terrible at third base, coach. There said it. He, I mean, he, we only brought him in because Manny likes him, right? Is that true? That's what I think. Yeah. He's uh, had some very questionable calls recently. The uh, profar yesterday was atrocious. Ooh, uh, yeah. Profar, I mean, profar, I don't think we're going to see a lot of profar going forward. So that's not something we have to worry about too much. He's back to being regular bench profar, which where, it's exactly where I like him. Just smiling on the bench. Just smile. Hold the, tell him to hold the swag chain. Yeah. I mean, it used to be Mateo's job, but uh, he gone. Yeah, it was a good run from for Mateo. We had such high hopes, didn't we? I had we I had dreams of him. You know, like the dot. I mean, anti Dave Roberts people are going to hate this, but remember the Red Sox playoff games where like Dave Roberts would pinch run and he'd go in. Yeah, it'd be like a tie steal game, steals right. second base, and then scores on a single in the next batter. Like that was our Jorge Mateo dream. Yep. Oh well. C.J. Abrams, maybe, next year? Yeah, call him up. So you wanted Scherzer. Uh, were you prepared to trade you know, any any of those top guys for Scherzer? Because I don't think I would. Cool. I would have traded Gore. Well, Gore. Okay, I would trade Gore, too, but that's the only one. And you know what? I'd be fine trading Camposano, but Abrams and Hassel, no, untouchable. I think that's the right call. Trade the, trade the catching prospect. I think catching prospects are, are very tough. I know it's it's fun to get excited about catching prospects because they're so hard to find good offensive catchers. But there's a reason they're hard to find. It's because they, you know, they don't work out all the time. Like uh, Adley Rushman, still in the minors. Um, Kiebert Ruiz was supposed to be the catching prospect in L.A. They shipped him out because they got Will Smith. They happen to have a, a few. And so Will Smith worked out, but then they were able to ship out Kiebert Ruiz. Um, that would have been interesting, a, uh, a Campusano-Gore package for Scherzer. They must have just liked the Kieber Ruiz slash Josiah Gray package a little bit more. But I can't blame him. And I'm sure Scherzer had a say in this also where he wanted to go. He probably preferred L.A. And that's kind of – I think that's kind of come out. Is that official that he just – he picked L.A.? Or is that uh, all speculation? I think that's speculation. A, li- a little bit of smoke – where there's fire kind of thing, maybe. Maybe it's not official, but reading the tea leaves, he liked L.A.? Yeah, I think that's, you know, something that Dodgers fans are probably just rubbing into Padre fans, so. I'm a big tea leaf guy. Yeah. Okay, Okay, that's fair. Um, The Adam Frazier deal. The, The Padres traded a couple guys that are way down this list that I honestly hadn't heard of. Michelle Miliano, who's a relief pitcher who I talked about with Welsh the other day. We'll go through this quickly because I, I talked with Welsh about this last week. But Miliano is a, is a 
relief pitching prospect only, it looks like. Strikes out a ton of dudes. Jack Sawinski, outfielder, has found some power this year. And then our favorite guy, Tukapita. I mean, to get Adam Frazier, who's leading the league in hits. I don't know if he currently still is or not, but as of a couple of days ago, he was. Um, I think this is a deal you always do for a guy like that. What did you think of Adam Frazier? I loved it. I thought it was a great get. Um, my favorite tweet regarding this deal was from, uh, I don't have the handle, but it's from Ghost of Chicken Puppet. That's his name on Twitter. It's not his handle, but look him up. Uh, was my, was my, like perfectly encapsulates what I feel about this trade and what the Padres did. And I didn't have it in the notes. I have it over here. Ah, I blew by it. That's why. Okay. So he said, every other team, we can't sign someone. Our number five prospect plays that position and he'll be ready in 18 months. It's like you get the mentality there. Padres, let's put Jake Cronenworth, Adam Frazier, Jerkson Profar, and Hasa Kim on the same team. Because, I mean, so that's the tweet. And then, I mean, the implication here is like the Padres don't give a shit about what position you play. You're versatile. We'll find room for you. While other teams are like a little more walk on eggshells. Hey, we got a guy that plays second base already. We have a, a prospect that could come up in a couple years that plays shortstop. There's no room for this guy on our team. Potters don't give a shit. They're going to find room for good players. And that's what I love about this trade. Um, the versatility it adds to an already really versatile team. We're seeing the depth come into play now more so even now because Tatis is hurt. And, you know, I expect him back soon. I don't I don't want to hear this bullshit. When did people on Twitter start demanding? Well, when did they start demanding Tatis get unnecessary surgery before they even know what the deal is with his shoulder? When did that become a thing? Everyone's doing this, Wade. Or am I crazy? I have you're one of these people, by the way. Are you are you one of these people? I think you are. That that says he should just get shoulder surgery right now. Yeah, like right now. Just do it. Like, we're not going to catch the Dodgers. Uh, just get them ready for next year. Just get the surgery. No, not yet. You're not one of those. Okay. You're usually the first guy to say, go get Tommy John. For a pitcher. Correct. Okay. Um, I don't know. that it, it really bugs me to see Padre fans so quickly. How much time is left? We have August and September before the playoffs. Like, punting on the season. And punting on Tatis coming back before they know anything about this latest injury. We just saw him come back from it like a couple of months ago and be amazing. Why would you want to surrender him the rest of the year? Because we're four games back in the Dodgers. You say, yeah, fuck it. Just just get the surgery now. We'll, we'll get him next year. Are we that masochistic as a fan base to not even like wait? It's a 10 day IL stint. You can't wait. 10 days and figure out if he's healthy or not before you make that decision. I'm seeing this all over Twitter from multiple people. It's driving me insane. If you couldn't tell, I mean, you got to have hot takes first before, uh, it actually comes up. So Jesus respect, respect those people. It's a, it's an aggressively hot, stupid take to have Tatis get the surgery. Now when you don't know anything about the injury other than the evidence, we just saw him come back and played an all-star at an at a MVP level. We just saw it. It blows my mind that people want him to get the surgery. So anyway, bef- aside from that, 
Um, I like the Fraser deal. I think you do this deal every time when it's presented to you. This is like the perfect sneaky. You're walking through the weeds and you find like a hidden gem kind of deal. Um, it's not the splashiest deal. It happened several days before the trade deadline it didn't involve, um, you know, like a superstar player, a guy that doesn't fit on, on most teams. Cause most teams probably already have a reliable second baseman. If you're, if you're a playoff contending team, like where are you going to put Adam Frazier? So I get it. Padres are like, give me the talent, baby. We'll, we'll make it work. So I, I love those kind of deals. Does he have an opt-in clause in his contract or is he just a one-year rental? Frazier? We got him next year too. We do? Okay. Yeah. Big deal, and, right? Yeah, I like that trade even more. So, we were just talking about a bunch of prospects who we wanted to keep. Abrams, Hassel, Camp, Gore. Let's start there with the prospect shakeup segment. So I wanted to do the prospect shakeups, who's who's gained stock, who's lost stock, and just kind of check in on, on some guys. Abrams, weirdly, his stock is up. If you if you've looked at any kind of prospect lists or why is that weird? Because he broke his leg and he hasn't played in weeks and he's not going to play the rest of the year. I just thought it was weird yeah, that his he, stock would go up. I get he's we're like killing it. No, he was, but um. Like when guys get hurt and miss the year, this is this isn't like a Tommy John or anything, or um, you know, like a soft tissue injury that like keeps coming up and becomes a a, a concern long term. Like a freak injury broke his leg. Um, usually, though, when you see guys that are okay, so for for the purpose of this conversation, he's treading water because he's not playing. Usually, guys will just pass you if they're if they're deserving. So like a prospect that just gets drafted or a prospect um, from last year who's playing his first full season of of uh, pro ball, he's on fire or something, and you've got him in one hand who is already highly regarded, and you've got Abrams in the other hand who's not playing, you'll just move the other guy up. Like that's just kind of what a lot of people do. And that's necessarily the right thing to do, but it's an easy thing to do for some guys to just pass you if you're not playing. Abrams like moved up prospect lists. That's how much analysts love Abrams. So that's just, just warms my heart. It's nice to see yeah. Hassel also way up. Uh, we mentioned what he's been doing in the minor so far. The hit tool is real. And I think the power is not there yet, which is what we expected. That's what he was drafted as, but the power, you know, power comes with maturation and time and, He's a big kid. He's going to like, he'll run into some power. I have no doubt about it. He'll fill out. His stock is up, which is great. And we saw how much it is up in the eyes of Preller because Preller just flat out refused to include him in a deal. So that's great. Campusano down. He's been kind of perennially a top 40 prospect. I've seen him high as top 20 prospect a couple years ago, maybe. He has been excluded off a lot of top 50 lists. I don't really know why other than what I was saying earlier is like maybe some guys just passed him. It's not necessarily a Campusano problem as it is like maybe other guys are just performing better, but mm -hmm. his stock is down and then Gore is absolutely crashing. So I don't know what the deal with Gore is. We're hurt. All we've heard is speculation so far. The Potters are hiding him. His command has left him. Uh, his his mechanics are screwed up. He's having trouble repeating his delivery. And that wasn't something that we worried about him a couple years ago. 
the mechanics were a little um, unorthodox, and the command was fine. Like we, I thought the command was above average. I think most people did, and this could be a thing that he can work through and come back next year. You know, after an off season in between, some guys just have bad years. It happens. So I'm not ready to write the book or close the book, I guess, write it and then close it on Mackenzie Gore. But it's certainly not a good sign in your development when you stall like this at AAA and the Padres aren't even willing to give you a shot. They're calling up Reese Kinnear. We're going we're gonna to talk about it in a second, but they're going to call up Reese Kinnear over Mackenzie Gore. It's not a good sign, especially when we no. thought Gore, we thought Gore would come up in the playoffs last year. That didn't happen. Weathers came up. Right. Yep. So those guys are all down, except for, well, Camp and Gore are down. But Gore is Gore's on the verge of uh, being left off some top 100 lists, which is alarming. Guys are up. You want to talk about some guys who are up, Wade? Let's talk about guys that are up. Let's uh, make up this guys. a positive podcast. Adrian Martinez, who's a starting pitcher in San Antonio now. I hate that we lost the Sod Poodles, man. Um, I know. Our Sodies no longer. Baseball America had him in their midseason rankings at 27. We're just going to use Baseball America as just like the baseline for uh, rankings here, even though, you know, everyone has different rankings. But, you know, he's kind of a back end top 30 guy. Um, not huge prospect pedigree, but he's been pitching in double A. He's, I think he's a little older. He's, uh, I think he's 24. And he's made four starts in July, 23 innings, 19 strikeouts. He's averaging about a strikeout per inning for the season. One earned run in 23 innings, and that's going to make people notice. I think the missions put out something on their social media account that was like, I want this Adrian Martinez guy. And I get it. He's not, he's probably not going to be a big swing and miss guy at the next level. But for a guy that you didn't expect anything from, who's, you know, a little older, uh, kind of reminds me of like a Reese Kinnear or Travis Radke. He's been excellent. So this is found money. Like, you know, when you stick your hand in your pocket and you find a $5 bill and you're like, oh shit, where'd that come from? Like that, that kind of is Adrian Martinez for me. He's a, he's a $5 bill you found in your pocket. Like, are you going to be able to buy a lot with it? No, but might, might get a beer somewhere. Not, not at get a pottery some ice cream, you know, yeah, ice cream cone. Yeah. Um, not at a pottery game, but anywhere else. So I think, I know I just, I just like, uh, especially starting pitching prospects can emerge kind of quickly. We might see him this year. You never know. Uh, it doesn't seem like they're close to calling him up. They've had other options and they've chosen different routes. And Reese Kinnear's earned his call up for sure. Um, let's talk about Reese Kinnear right now. So he's, you have to say his stock's way up. Baseball America had him at 11 coming into the midseason you know, point when they updated their rankings. And the pottery system is not what it used to be, but 11's pretty damn good anywhere. And, you know, he's a late round pick. He's from Fordham college kids or late round, late round. Didn't your, uh, didn't you have family that went to Fordham? Yeah. in the Bronx go Rams, uh, 2018 pick his issue has been walks and they've kind of continued into his major league sample size here. So he's thrown 70 and two thirds innings this year across the minors and the majors. And he's had 31 walks, which is high. Um, it's not, like irredeemable, but when your stuff isn't as good as others, like you're not just an example here, like Anderson Espinosa, who the Padres traded, but when he was healthy, electric stuff, 
you could sur- you could survive like a three and a half four walk per per nine with that guy. Reese Kinnear is not really that. He's got a fastball that's like 90, 93 to ninety six. As we know, that's not what it used to be in nineteen ninety two. That would have been awesome, but it's not. Um, it's fine. He he's not a huge swing and miss guy. And if you're a walk guy, you're gonna have some issues. But if you can figure that part out, um, I've liked what I've seen from him so far at the major league level. He's still walking a few people. It's not egregious. Uh, but I've liked him as a spot starter and he's, he's saved our bullpen. He's, he's been a reliable, you know, option is like a fifth guy. He like, can we get four innings tonight from someone like, Oh yeah. Reese Kinnear can do that. Yeah. You like Reese, you like Reese Kinnear? I do. He's stepped up and uh, done everything we've asked of him. Josh Mears. We'll talk about it real quickly. He's, he's doing exactly what you think Josh Mears does. Like Josh Mears power. And walks like that's what he's been doing in the minors so far he's been in low a um hitting a lot of home runs walking a lot he, he mashes the ball yeah there was a, a spring training game this year where he had a home run line drive exit velocity was 117 miles per hour that's like that is the highest exit velocity i've ever seen in a in a game with Statcast. so the minors i don't think you use Statcast, but the pros we see it all the time and uh, everybody wets their pants whenever Shohei Otani has like 114 or Aaron Judge hits 115 or Tatis, you know, I think Tatis' season high is like in that 114 range. Mears hit 117 in spring training. And while I don't think that's a record, it's about one of the highest I've ever seen. So he's built like a linebacker. We know this is what he can do. If he keeps walking, and let's say he just becomes a three true outcomes guy, I'm fine with that. That's Joey Gallo. That's who you wanted. But this is Josh Mears who's going to have the surplus value going forward of a guy like Joey Gallo. And I'm not saying – I mean it's hard to turn into – nobody can perfect this. Like, it, it's, a, it's a hard thing to learn. Like Max Muncy, Kyle Schwarber, Joey Gallo. When it's right, it's fine. But when it's wrong and Joey Gallo is hitting 200 with a 308 on base percentage and 30 home runs, it's not quite the same as when he's hitting – 230 with a 400 on base and 40 home runs like things can get ugly very quickly if it doesn't start working but that's the kind of path i think we're going to see josh mears take he's he's going to be a super athletic guy going forward too um probably about average defense in the outfield he's not going to be a gold glover but um super athletic guy too so i like josh mears 121.7 miles per hour fastest exit velo on a home run do you know who did that and when it was stanton in 2018 against the Texas Rangers. Everybody loves hitting in, in Texas, don't they? Assuming it was. They Texas. do. Last guy, Brandon Valenzuela. So he's a guy I've been hearing about in some prospect leagues that I play in. He's been ranked number 22 in baseball America. Allegedly a premium defensive catcher, which first of all, if you're going to have premium defensive in the two words before, you know, the position, which is catcher, your track, your path to the big leagues already is set. Hedges. Um, yeah. Did you, I mean, Austin hedges is still, still has a job because he's one of the best defensive catchers in baseball. And you'll have that job at minimum, a backup catcher until you're 40, if you're good defensively. So boom, that's how you get to the majors. But kind of like Will Smith did a few years ago, who was defense first, He's found 
the bat and he's still young. So like maybe he, maybe he's just always had the bat, but he's 20 years old. He's in low a, he's a 2018 international signing from Mexico playing his first year of pro ball. He's hitting 300 with five home runs and a 380 on base in low a as a 20 year old. So, nice. I mean, he's not going to be Campuzano, but this looks like Campuzano like a couple years ago. Now I'm not, it looks I mean, promising. There's a lot, there's a lot to do here still. Campuzano won a hit a batting title in high A. Uh, but Valenzuela, if he can just hit a little bit and play a premium defensive catcher position, I mean, he has a long ways to go. Catchers take a very long time to develop, but, um, just a guy to keep an eye on Brandon Valenzuela. He's 22, uh, ranked 22 right now in the system. According to BA, um, I expect that to go. If he keeps expected to go way up next year, if, if everything, you know, stays the same. And, you know, just one more guy to add on here. So that was the last guy I really wanted to, to go over, but Kevin cops who the Potters just drafted, um, was 13th. According to BA, he's a, third rounder from Arkansas this year. And I'm sure you've probably heard of him. Um, fairly high draft pick for the Padres. If you, if you pay attention to the draft at all, he played five years at Arkansas and was their bail me out of every situation reliever that they had. Um, whenever they, they were doing, um, regionals, uh, qualifying for the, the world series. And he threw some stupid number. I, I was looking it up earlier and I, I forgot it, but, um, like 13 innings, you know, all relief, but through a total of like 180 pitches, which is nuts. Um, he has a plus plus slider slash cutter. So he's like a one pitch pitcher. He has a below average fastball, but he's 24 years old. I think um, there's been talk of him already coming up this year. Like he's, re- he's just ready to go. His development's done. Like he's, he's ready for the majors, put him into a bullpen role right now. He has one, Plus, plus pitch. That's all you need. And a get me over fastball um, that he throws 24% of the time. So bring him up. So like Austin Adams kind of guy, slider, 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 slider. Exactly. And I was watching, who was I watching the other day? It was not a Padres game, um, but the name, the pitcher was familiar. I forgot who might've been Matt Whistler who was in relief um, through just like 15 straight sliders. He was pitching you know, in relief for someone and was like in for one inning, but through just sliders and that can get outs for one inning. And if you have a plus plus pitch, like this guy does Kevin cops, then sign me up. Where did they put my boy, James Wood? He's my favorite player. <laughs> he's in Arizona. Uh, I should call Welsh and see if he's gotten a look at James Wood yet. So Welsh lives in Arizona he goes to all the, he goes to the, like the Indians games slash guardians and Padres games and, and others, but he, uh, he says he's like a, a Padres supporter when he's not, he's a Diamondbacks guy, but he also likes the Padres. So I've, I've welcomed him onto the Padres bandwagon. Um, I'll ask him cause he's probably gotten a look at James Wood, but yeah, calling it now. He's going to be a great Padre <laughs> and, uh, potentially a, a fast ish mover through the system. I could see that too. big, big dude. Yeah. You love big dudes. Um, that's going to do it for today. So thank you all for listening. Please follow the show's Twitter account at Friar Farmhands. And if you enjoy the show, subscribe. We're on all your favorite platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart.
You can also find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please leave your comments, questions, concerns, and your rating of the show on all platforms. Don't look now, but my Steelers are covering. It's 9-3 to three right now. What's up? You should have rode with me. You've been listening to the Believe in Padres Prospects Podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, San Diego's number one sports podcast network. I'm Ryan Hart. That was Wade. We'll be back next week. Got nothing there? Really? Yeah, nothing, nothing this week. Choked. Choked. <laughs> Fucking Steelers. Fucking me already. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.